1: It is seemingly a fairly easy conclusion to come that uh, bad diets, including sugary snacks and drinks, lead to obesity, correct? Well, maybe not if you're to believe new research from the Global Energy Balance Network, which is an organization that is putting out research saying that exercise is just as big a problem, if not more. The interesting part of this is that this organization is supported by coca-cola who has made uh, several donations to this organization towards this research so the question becomes what do you think of this organization's data knowing that coca-cola is supporting it take a look at this we welcome in our friends jason reese who is a lecturer here at the wharton school and also karen Glanz, professor of epidemiology and nursing here at the university of pennsylvania great to see you both thanks for coming back in good to be here uh uh, what do we what do we believe in this i mean it's hard to not think negatives i guess jason when you're talking about research about obesity that's supported by a company that has sugary drinks as their their biggest their biggest piece of their puzzle companies do this all the time they support uh
0: researchers at various universities looking at problems that relate to them of course, they're gonna put the money where uh, they hope the story is gonna go in the direction that favors them. The, this is not simply a front organization, yep. the researchers behind it are well-known obesity researchers. Is the money having an influence? Probably. Uh, correlational studies show that uh, studies that come out that are supported by companies like Coca-Cola are more likely to favor the story that that those companies support.
1: Uh, so something is going on. But from a marketing perspective, Uh, Does this now with all the the play that it's getting have the opportunity to be a bit of a negative or is Coke just such a a monstrous company that, you know, this will be in the news for a little while and it'll eventually just go away?
0: No, no, it's it's a negative on top of a whole bunch of other negatives. Coca-Cola sales are down. Soda sales generally are down. Um, So, yeah, it's just uh, more bad news for them at the moment.
1: Karen, from the medical perspective, what do you think?
2: Well, I, I would I would take it uh, medical, public health, and and research perspective. Yeah. I mean, this uh, smells a lot like what we've seen with the tobacco industry, but it's also the same kind of thing we've seen with the drug industry yeah. funding. You know, credible researchers, researchers taking money because money is hard to come by, and. Having it be a little hard to evaluate exactly how the source of that money may have influenced what they're doing or not doing, um, and yet realizing that there's an agenda from the companies that are funding it, and so it's it's not particularly good for the field, and it's 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 troublesome in particular because of the lack of transparency. Um, you know, there's been a, a really big sea change in the last 10 years that required doctors to disclose their funding uh, mm-hmm. of, from drug companies and so forth. And, and it's become tremendously more open. But when you get to consumer product manufacturers, that change hasn't really quite seeped in yet.
1: And I guess the, this Global Energy Balance Network uh, for a little time did not disclose the fact that Coca-Cola was supporting them. So there plays into exactly what you're talking about.
2: That's right. And that's, um, again, consistent with other examples. So uh, right in our own backyard, uh, the uh, Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, CHOP, yep. a very highly respected institution, uh, received $10 million from a foundation called the Foundation for a Healthy America. Sounds really nice. Yep. That was created specifically by the American Beverage Association af- <laughs> after they lobbied hard to kill the soda tax in Philadelphia. So, you know, hmm. you can connect the dots pretty easily there. Yeah. I took a look the other day at what CHOP is, is using the money for in its obesity research and clinical programs. And basically, you can't tell. There were articles in the newspaper. It's not like a deep, dark secret where this money came from yeah but as far as what this money is influencing is much harder to tell
1: i think we can all agree that that in terms of what uh, this organization is putting out that that lack of exercise is part of the issue here this is not just a either or situation so you know that their their data that they are putting out has some validity to it but i think that the fact that, you know, the the having the tie to Coca-Cola and we know that, yeah. that sugary drinks do have an effect here does bring a little bit of, of concern into this.
2: Yeah. It, I mean, it definitely uh, leads to a bias. It's an attempt to shift the focus. Um but I can tell you, I know, you know, two of the leads um, of this Global Energy Balance Network, Steve Blair and Jim Hill. These are researchers who've been doing for decades research on physical activity and health, as well as physical activity and obesity. Mm-hmm. And in fact, uh, you know, I've heard Steve say more than once that he didn't feel like the federal government invested enough money in the activity side of the equation. Yeah. So these are researchers looking for money. The question questionable part comes up is when you take money from Big Soda, um, how does that influence what you're doing? The other thing that I think is important to point out that all the press and the news, the interviews, including the interviews with the scientists and with Coke that have just, you know, exploded in the last week, Mm -hmm. um, none of them refer to actual new findings that have come out of this network. They really talk about the landscape of research more generally. Mm -hmm. And so it's, Almost a philosophical perspective that we're seeing, and again, an attempt to deflect off of sugar and soda.
1: So, if it had a little bit more weight with actual physical data behind it, then it would be—it would not be probably as much of a concern.
2: It it might not be, but there's also a question of what are they not looking at in their research, and yeah. just the whole approach is we're going to focus here, we're not going to yeah. focus on any harms that may be due to products that our funders um, are producing and marketing.
0: But uh, th- there's actually another nuance here that makes the whole thing a little bit more complicated and that, and I, I think Karen will agree with this, the best thing people can probably do for their health overall is to exercise more, sure, not yeah. necessarily change their diet. Uh, and that that is somewhat of a separate issue from obesity and weight loss and weight gain to losing gain weight, calories in have are the bigger effect. But for heart yeah. health, Absolutely. Exercise is the way to go. Uh, So supporting research that pushes exercise, um, you know, certainly has some social and and
1: public benefits. It it obviously has a lot right now because you just uh, I mean, here in Philadelphia, if do is, you know, drive on the Schuylkill Expressway and look across to uh, the other side uh, of the. Uh, of the Schuylkill River and all the people that are exercising, you know, along the yeah. the Kelly Drive and the Boathouse Row. The numbers of people that are exercising these days seems to be on the rise. Obviously, we're not even close to having a totally healthy yeah. America, but still yeah. that those numbers are on the rise. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Now, I would completely agree with what Jason Jason says. And even. You know, expand on it to say that, you know, physical activity, uh, self-disclosure, I'm a, like an exercise nut, yeah. okay? But, <laughs> yeah. but uh, physical activity uh, is is great for prevention and management of all kinds of diseases, not just cardiovascular disease, obesity, diabetes, some types of cancer uh, are prevented or managed by physical activity. Cognitive decline, it's one of the only prevent- preventives that have been found for preventing or contributing to prevention of Alzheimer's disease is physical activity. So mm-hmm. it's a great thing, but it's not the primary uh, driver necessarily for overweight and obesity.
1: From the, from the Coca-Cola perspective, they obviously are investing in an organization to try and do research, uh, you know, to to push something forward and potentially be a part of agenda. From a marketing perspective, what is that company trying to gain by 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 putting that one and a half million dollars in there? Their positive press is obviously one thing that they're trying.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, the, the obesity trends are probably the single biggest threat to Coke's long term profitability. It's the reason why people are stopping drinking the products. There is a place where you need to feel, I think, a little bit bad for Coke, and that's uh, they they pushed very hard Diet Coke products and and really didn't get much buy-in from the public health community. Yeah. And there's there are some prominent studies suggesting that uh, diet coke doesn't help that much,
1: yeah.
0: uh, or or even that it hurts. But the science there is is, is very minimal. Uh, most scientists believe the calories in calories out story. Th- the reason that the calories out part doesn't help that much is just it's very hard to to spend that many calories uh, compared to the calories from a 150 calorie can of diet coke that you might uh, regular coke you might drink, but. If you're not taking in calories through, um, through beverages with Diet Coke, it, it's just very likely that that's a, that's a good thing to do. Um, and Coke doesn't get much credit for that. So that was a big part of their marketing strategy for years, uh, and, and that's failing. So now they have to try other things, and it seems to be now that they're addressing this this exercise.
1: But, but still, they are such a global company that even though the sales are down, and obviously they're down off of unbelievable highs, they still have reaches in all parts of the globe right now where they, you know, they are still very effective. I would think in a lot of different areas.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And and when it, when listening to you say that, just just resonates so much like the tobacco industry yeah you know smoking is down here but it's way up overseas yeah and you know it's a matter of exporting our bad habits as maybe public health campaigns and regulations might contribute to some reduction here um when you ask like what does it do for coke i think it allows them to say they're doing something yeah but there's this backlash that's Coming out right now, they're they're really not getting a lot of good press for this because it's being done in a you know sneaky kind of way. Well,
1: and and to boot on that, if it 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 said it in the uh, in the article in the in the Washington Post that if you go to the website of the Global Balance Energy Network, it's just a little line at the bottom of the website that says that you know funding comes. Partly from right. Coca-Cola. So that kind of leads into that, that negative approach yeah. to it.
2: And one of the, one of the articles that, and blogs that came out recently suggests that they didn't even disclose that until they were pressured to do so by right. some scientists who they asked to sign on to their network. Yeah, so, and it's
0: nice that we live in an age where companies and organizations get punished for that kind of thing. We need, we need more disclosure. By and large, disclosure helps helps people make informed decisions.
1: Well, and that you mentioned that that's kind of been a trend in the medical community over the last what you know ten to fifteen years that the these doctors have to really tell where their funding is coming from that to, to basically yes. make it valid.
2: yeah, we have to we have to uh, put all of that information up annually. It has to be available to the public on a website from a FOIA? The Penn School of Medicine okay. and nursing and the other health schools I'm not sure about some of the non-medical schools here. But also, every time you give a, a presentation at a medical conference that offers continuing medical education credits, the first thing you have to do is disclose. Mm. When you write an article, you have to disclose.
1: So these are all under basically like the Freedom of Information Act that, you know, any organization could, could want to ask about.
2: Yeah, it's a, I mean, the rules are, are parallel to the yeah. Freedom of Information Act. They're not exactly the same, but, but the requirement for disclosure and transparency has gone up. But you know, it doesn't apply to, for instance, speaking to the media. I sure. could speak to you, and I don't have to tell you that I was brought here in a chauffeured limousine, <laughs> paid for <laughs> by, you know, a certain company. <laughs> so that's where the the lines get fuzzy. It,
1: yeah. If if you were, I would have been asking to borrow the limo <laughs> to go back to the train after after the show to get home.
0: It gets even more tricky because there's research uh, suggesting that when disclosure happens. The advisors who are doing the disclosing can feel some sort of moral license, moral license, yeah. and feel that because they have disclosed their bias, yep. they can now go ahead and be as biased as, yeah. as it, they want. And
2: it, I should say add one other thing because I have uh, done some work, both consulting work and research work, that's been funded by industry and industry groups. And there are a couple of typical things that happen. Often, a, do- a non-disclosure agreement may be part of the package. Okay. Um, another. Um, element may be some agreement that they have to approve publications before they are allowed. Now, our university will not accept money if that's a condition, but people sometimes do that as consultants. I've never accepted that condition because to me, it's completely (laughs) wrong because it means if the results don't turn out the way that they would like that favors their product or yep. their business, then they never get published.
1: Now, I was going to say, in that situation, what happens to the data? Does it get adjusted or does it get killed altogether?
2: Sometimes it g- gets killed.
1: It's amazing uh go, we're talking with uh, jason reese who's a lecturer here at the wharton school and also with karen glanz a professor of epidemiology and nursing here at the university of pennsylvania we're talking about uh the global energy balance network and the fact that a uh, story that ran in the washington post that they are supported by uh coca-cola uh which uh brings up uh, quite a few questions um Interesting comment by the gentleman actually who wrote the article in the Washington Post, who's uh, we've had on the show, Roberto Ferdman, a couple of times. The question is whether it's even possible to pursue honest research when it's being funded by a corporate giant with very clear business objectives. That's a pretty strong statement. You talked about how the negative impact that Coca Cola is feeling right now, just in general, because uh, of how people feel towards sugary drinks. Then you have this stuff piled on. How does Coke kind of, kind of, get this monkey off their back right now? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think disclosure
0: is the way. I don't think we should be scandalized by the fact that Coke is giving money to obesity researchers, um, but consumers just need to be savvy about this. It'd be nice if we had more consistent standards about the way that such uh, affiliations were disclosed, but... Um, uh, but I think, that's, I, think, I think that's more of a, a societal problem than simply yeah. a Coca-Cola problem.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I think there's the PR issue, which is pretty gnarly. And there's also the issue, reputational issue, and the distrust issue among the very broad scientific health, including, you know, marketing, research, community. Um, and they could actually deal with that by being transparent. By saying what research is being done that's supported by the funds that they gave Mm -hmm. and keeping, you know, for instance, a website that tracks it and tracks the publication of results that would make it a lot easier for people to agree or disagree about whether that's being influenced.
0: So that it can be seen that, I mean, we know that they're taking a position. Let's see what their evidence is for. We know they're taking a position, Karen, because as you and I discussed, they've been pushing the energy balance story explicitly in television ads uh, for many, many years. Uh, So they may well have been caught a little bit by surprise by the fact that this caused such an outcry. and,
1: And that is, I guess, a little bit of a surprise that they would be caught off guard by this because of what we've seen you know, just in the last couple of years, obviously, what happened in New York City with Mayor Bloomberg, you know, trying to, you know, get, you know, large soft drinks basically out out of the city, yeah. out of the city limits. Philadelphia here. I mean, there are a variety of cities that are trying to make that push. So why would Coke be caught yeah, off guard I think in this?
0: One additional reason why they may have been caught off guard uh, is because it, the fact is that the, the majority of people... Other studies have shown believe that the the lay belief is that exercise is the best way to lose weight, yeah. rather than changing your diet, which is yeah. what most scientists believe. Um, so th- they may have been caught uh, caught off guard uh, um, that so many people were surprised by the message that right. they're pushing that I, there may be anything wrong with it.
2: I think another um, you know element of this explosion um, around this news and the story and it's you know gone viral into you know pretty much every different kind of media you can think sure. of is the fact that um it was kind of hidden and it was res- it was unearthed by some researchers who were asked to join this network yeah. who pressed for information and then that came to the press so it makes it look like they're being <laughs> sneaky about it yeah. and they are
1: Yeah. Well, and and the perception, you know, really takes two viewpoints because as you said it was kind of hidden. But, you know, the other perspective would say, well, we just didn't publicize it. You know, we knew it was happening, but we just decided not to publicize it. Right. And that's just two different viewpoints. And again, it kind of goes back to what you were saying, Jason, is that that public perception is really it's a big piece to this. And it's a hard thing to kind of get rid of when people I think, in general, have a negative feel at times about big companies and their agendas.
2: And another thing that's going on when you talk about the um, the soda cap cap, what they're calling it, the uh, the limit of, on the size of yes. sugary beverages yeah. in New York that got beat down, yep. but you know may arise again at some future time, is that the the, the sub- beverage industry has been one of the biggest. <clears throat> Um, industries pushing for self-regulation instead of regulation by government forces and that this, that puts this into question you know is yeah. the is the fox guarding the chicken coop
1: sure yeah absolutely it would be it would be a very tricky situation if they had that
2: well they well actually they have uh, there is an initiative that's starting up right now at that which, which is called the <laughs> soda pledge which is a conglomeration of big soda companies, not Coke by itself, that are working with the Clinton Foundation, the Alliance for a Healthier Generation, that have said they are going to remove X billions of calories yeah. due to soda by smaller sizes and different kinds of marketing. And, you know, uh, sounds good. Right. Um, we'll see.
1: But again, it, it, just from that perspective alone, if you're talking about this group of, uh, of soda companies coming together to make this pledge and to get this done. If it's just the soda companies, nobody's going to believe it. If it does have an outside entity that's kind of overseeing this or at least managing it, like the Clinton Foundation. Yeah there is at least a little bit more of a belief, potentially, that this could be something going forward.
2: Well, the the most recent parallel example in the food arena has been um, advertisers um, from food companies saying that they were going to reduce advertising junk food on kids' TV shows. And that has been evaluated because that goes back probably seven eight maybe even more than that years now and it's been shown that there has been some reduction but some of it moves elsewhere
1: but how effective let's just uh, playing off of that how effective has been the campaign for uh cities to want to have calorie intakes put on restaurant menus you know that's something that obviously was a big thing here in philadelphia has that been actually effective in actually showing that that maybe caloric intake has been lower
2: Well, it's going national now. It's part of the Affordable Care Act. Um, Has it been effective? The data are very equivocal. Um, The studies are a little tough to find. Uh, And, um, you know, from my own point of view, I think that the right to know what's in your food should trump whether people are actually – on a wholesale, consuming fewer calories because yeah. some cities are currently doing that. Uh, yeah. Jason may have. Karen,
0: to- I think as your own research has shown, uh, it may actually be affecting the manufacturers and the way that they yeah. they formulate, uh, at least in the in the restaurant industry. They may be changing their practices because of this, even if customers are not reacting uh, as quickly as we might yeah. hope. But
1: but it's a general uh, it's a general push, uh, both in, in like the fast food industry, the restaurant industry, and soda that. People are moving away from these type of things more so than than ever. And that means that the companies have to adjust and make these changes. Now, Coca-Cola, I know, has invested in a lot of other types of drinks to try and get into that healthy, more healthy drinking market. How good those drinks are, I don't know. But still, it's, you know, that's their perception of how they counteract this, I guess. Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, everybody is working on this and it goes right Right to the top. Uh, Karen already mentioned the Affordable Care Act. Uh, Michelle Obama's uh, major initiative as first lady was the Let's Move campaign, was, yep. which was about reducing childhood obesity by by getting kids to exercise. Um, you know, I think that that had the wrong emphasis, but it was the more palatable story uh, than getting kids to stop eating. Uh, we're very sensitive about our eating, um, but it's making us overweight.
2: And and there's nobody who's going to lose money if kids exercise more. Yeah.
0: That's <laughs> and, true.
2: and there is a lot of there's a foundation that support the Let's Let's Move Act that has a lot of food industry uh, funding yeah. to it. So it's not research, but um it's a similar kind of pattern.
0: And I suspect the belief is on the on the part of the public health people who are who are behind these kinds of initiatives. it's that there has to be collaboration between uh, public health. And industry, and sure. w- to get that, you need trust. So let's start with a battle that we can all agree about, which is that everybody needs to exercise more. Uh, and, and I'm guessing that that's where these kinds of initiatives start. Um, but it's a deeper story. Than so,
1: that. so how does this play out going forward for for the global balanced energy network and for Coca-Cola? How do you how do you see this going forward? Or, like I said before, is this something that okay, the story is here about this relationship, but eventually you know, it, it, it won't draw as much attention as it has in the past. Well,
2: if they were to ask me for my advice, not yes. that they are, I would suggest what I said a few minutes ago, which is to be uber transparent yeah. about what they're doing, what they're using the money for, you know, what their findings, for people who care about these things, what their methods are, and, um, you know, and kind of, you know, take it very clearly to say, You know, we are not being controlled. We are, um, you know, cooperating, teaming up the way, you know, Jason said. I I, I think we do need to engage with industry. But accepting money from industry and assuming that there are no conditions behind it is a little hard to buy.
1: Jason?
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean – Transparency is the key, but uh, Coke is gonna continue to push this story of exercising and and calories out, and there's there's a grain of truth to it. It's not the whole story. I think it's encouraging that they're addressing obesity. Uh, It's it's one of their number one threats. Mm -hmm. It's a major threat in society, and we need to keep talking about it and, uh, and keep being clear about what the research says.